Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah, I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? For real. ever there was a time to synchronize with our soul mission, it's right now. We're coming off of that very exquisite full moon in Capricorn, waning towards the last quarter square, the half moon, and we're waning into the last degrees of the sign of cancer, which is going to bring up, I just want to talk a little bit more about these feelings and this guidance system. And you know, that, that full moon was conjunct Pluto. I want to talk about metamorphosis, the metamorphosis that is unfolding within each and every one of us. And just big prayers for the deepest surrender into the future we go. And yeah, North Node conjuncting Taurus or conjuncting Uranus and Taurus is bringing up a lot of the activation of the sensory perceptions starting to make sense of the subtle energies and the feedback that we're receiving from that. And it's really just a time to live it. It's time to be embodied, present, authentic, and willing. So let's tune in. Take a nice deep inhale wherever you are. Ground your seat or your feet. Anchor your center into the earth. Feel that connection to where you stand, where you sit, your place, this space and time. And just start to breathe deeply in your own timing. Filling up the lungs from the bottom, the bottom of the rib cage to the top of the rib cage. Fill it to the brim. Exhale it out. And really start to feel the core calibrating through that breath work. We just automatically aim towards center. It's such a beautiful thing. So allow yourself, part of this surrendering and this waning energy, we want to allow ourselves more to be guided a little bit by the subtleties, the subtle energy and the subtle guidance system. And so as you breathe and you tune into your heartbeat, your own breath's rhythm, full, but your own timing, start to observe the directions, the front, the back of you, the right, the left hemispheres, that vertical axis and the horizontal axis. And just breathe deeply as you start to bring awareness and maybe fill up parts of those places that need a little more energy or attention. Just bring breath into these spaces. And as you get more technical, you can actually play with the diagonals, but the idea of a really feeling into the, the field that surrounds you, your bubble. And take a nice deep inhale here for a moment. Suspend the breath. 
invite a little bit more breath into the body and exhale two more times. Inhale, suspend the breath, invite more breath into the body and exhale. One last time, inhale, suspend the breath, invite more in, and exhale, surrender a little bit. So hopefully now after a few breaths, you can feel, you can sense your your field a little bit more. You can definitely feel the pulse of your heartbeat. Let that circulation, just let it move through your, your whole physical body and then allow the energy around your body to flush because of that circulation and pulse. And just visualize that toroidal motion that we talk about where the energy draws up from the center through the vertical axis out and around, it recirculates, it recalibrates with each breath, with each inhale and exhale. And I just want to remind us all that this just one deep breath, one mindful breath can bring us right back to our center, which is a powerful place to regroup and reconnect, to get centered so that we can tune in and observe true true feedback, the feedback from our senses and the feedback we're getting from our feelings and our guidance system. So that's been a big message over this, over this last season, this season of the sign of cancers, all about feeling and intuiting and nurturing and really understanding emotions and, and the subtlety of our, of our state of feeling, sensing. And what I want to say about that is that the more we practice this, the more efficient we get with being able to tune in and observe, then we're building endurance and strength and clarity. I just feel like it's really easy sometimes to linger in a feeling or a vibration. And what I'm hoping happens, and I'm feeling it in my own life, is just that experience of once I've acknowledged something, then I have a choice and I can make a decision to either stay with it, sit with it or pivot, you know, sit with it or pivot. And sometimes we can sit with it too long or sometimes we can pivot too soon. We can be reactionary. So we're looking again for that guidance system, that tuning in can really help us to fine tune that balance. And really, we want to start to get more efficient with our energy and our presence and our time on this planet. <laughs> you know, one of my teachers, she used to always say, X amount of time, X amount of energy. You have X amount of time, X amount of energy. So you want to make the most of that. Okay, so today, in addition to tuning in, I also wanted to share a little mudra that I've been practicing for the last, I don't know, it's been about a year, a little over a year, I've been practicing this mudra, 
And it's the Surya Ravi Mudra is what they call it. It's basically mudras are gestures and generally they're, they're through the fingers and the fingers can, there's a lot of, there's a lot of esoteric wisdom in the knowledge of the fingers. So each finger represents a planet and there's even the pads on our palms do. You can actually, if you look at a palmistry map, you can actually see the layout of of this, of this ancient occult wisdom. And so the, the Jupiter finger, whenever you put your Jupiter finger to your thumb, that's the Gyan Mudra. It's the most common one that we see in like meditative poses. It's great. It's the finger of wisdom. Jupiter represents the teacher and the wisdom. And the thumb is always about the self. So it's grounding that wisdom through the self is, is a lot of what we're doing when we're getting on an esoteric level, what we're doing, we're hitting that mudra. The mudra that we're talking about today is the Ravi Surya mudra, which is basically bringing the thumb to the ring finger tip. The ring finger represents the sun and Uranus. And I thought this was a really appropriate mudra to bring up and share with you all today. Like I said, I've been practicing it for a while. I sometimes sit just with my hands in the mudra, both hands touching the ring, thumbs resting or touching the ring finger and just sitting with either the palms up or palms down, just playing with what feels good. And then sometimes if I want a little more energy, I actually bring the palms up to the sides of the shoulders and kind of spread the fingertips that are extended out so that it's almost as if I'm plugging into the field a little bit and getting some Uranus and solar energy kicking. And so Uranus is basically conjuncting the North Node right now. It will be for a while. Mars is going to be joining it. We'll talk about that as it comes up more, but this is definitely a common theme that's going to be showing up for the next moon cycle, basically, at least. And you know me, I've been talking about the North and South node a lot that we can get so much information on how to move energy and actually make those pivots when we're, when we're focusing on the way we're addressing the North versus the South node, the future versus the past is the way that it can be shorthand discussed. And so basically the solar energy, the, this Ravi Surya Ravi mudra is basically activating the solar and the Uranus energy. It also has to do with developing not, I mean, energy itself, vitality. It develops intuition. It helps to circulate health energy through the body. It is also very much about, again, kind of tapping into, to sourcing energy and really giving ourselves I mean, every time I do it, I actually get really focused and precise. And the reason, and like how I equate that is actually more about the Uranus aspect of this mudra and that Uranus is almost like an, it's like a lightning bolt. And I'm, I'm really looking, we want to start to get precise with how we're sending our focus and our energy and our mental capacity is great. Uranus represents this higher mental capacity and just tapping into that through the ring finger and just, you know, breathing deeply and kind of feeling it for a few moments. It can be a really 
not only energizing, but focusing force. I feel like it grounds and, and focuses at the same time. It helps me get precise. It's this piercing penetrative energy that I really feel like we're needing now more than ever. We have to start to move forward into the future, living it, being it, being precise, being penetrative, like really showing up. It's not just about the, I mean, the prayers and the projections are always important. However, we have to really start to live. This is the main message I've, I've been getting is it's time to live it y'all. It's time. So as we, as we tune into that, let's just take a moment and see if you can feel it. So like I said, we have options here. You've got choices. You can bring the hands up by the shoulders and kind of extend the fingers, plug into that Ravi Mudra with the thumb and the ring finger touching one another. Or you can just rest the palms down on the thighs, down by your sides, just whatever feels comfortable for you. And let's just hold that, po- that mudra for a moment as you tune back into your center. And just observe, observe yourself in the center of the directions again, the vertical axis, the horizontal plane. Feel the energy of the thumb and the ring finger connected. Feel the energy of what it's like to extend the other fingers, the ring, middle, and pinky finger, to have them extended while the others are folding and touching to ground. And just observe it for yourself and feel what it does for you. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale, relax. Okay. Wonderful. So again, it's always, I'm my biggest intention with sharing this information is that I offer up my experience. Obviously some of the foundational information that I've been studying and practicing for years, I share my experience and my information around it, my wisdom around it. And then uh, I'm, my prayer is that you can also start to have your own experience. I'd like for everyone to start to develop their own observations and correlations with some of this information that I'm sharing. It's the best way to personalize it and customize it and make it your own rather than having been told something to experience or to expect. I feel like that's a really empowering perspective and approach. It's also important. We're moving into the age of Aquarius. We are, we are here at the Aquarian dawn and it's the age of experience. There is no more talking. There are no more certificates on the shelf. There's no more, I mean, put your certificate on the shelf, but it's about how you show up, how you live it, how you experience it. And the best way we can learn new things and become inspired with new things is by experiencing them, really trying them out, having a, having a moment with them. And in that moment, you may decide that you don't like it. And that's cool too. This is all about us like learning to discern what resonates with our, with my, like what resonates with me, 
what's dissonant, you know? So that's part of the meditation and the practice in the can, in the season of cancer of cancer is there's this coming into awareness and tuning into a sense, a sensing and a feeling state, really understanding the emotions and the way that the, that my emotions can affect me. And, you know, it's really important for us all to start to take more responsibility, more and more responsibility for ourselves in the way that we are showing up. And how we do that is through understanding our own feelings, our own sense of ourself and how we're, we're responding to the world. And it's kind of cool because I, I love talking about the evolution of the Zodiac because I feel like that is what helps us really. I mean, it's the thread and it's what helps us it's what helped, what's really helped me make real world connections through some of this, some of these teachings and, and these, these studies that I've had. And when we, when we look at the evolution of the Zodiac, that Aries energy is the spark of life. It's the willpower. It's the presence of coming into something with a willingness, a willingness to move forward. That's that spark of life, which very much is unapologetic. It's, it's instinctual and it's looking to thrive. It wants to, it, it, there's a, there's just an instinctual drive, driving force that moves into the sign of Taurus then. And through Taurus, there's an experience of the world as we start to slow down and find a pace in that thriving in that willpower, finding a, a sustainable pace, the Taurus slows us down to use our senses, to tune into the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the, the sense of touch, the intuitive capacity to really start to observe and experience the world through our senses. And so we've been talking and the North node is here. So this is always get. This is a huge story right now. I mean, it's going to be till Till the nodes shift. That North node is asking us to deepen our connection to our sensory perceptions. And so it's great because, I mean, we can really, when we smell something that we like versus when we smell something we dislike, it's a very visceral experience. That's something I can work with and, and, and start to nurture and cultivate, which brings me to the Gemini the evolution of Gemini, which is basically where things start to become more mental, more integrated through the thought process. As I gather information through my sensory perceptions and observing and, and experiencing things that I like versus things that I dislike, things that resonate versus dis, versus, versus don't resonate through my senses, then I can start to make different, I have different ideas I have different information that I'm gathering. That's so Gemini. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm contemplating all these different perspectives and options. And so it's very mental, that Gemini energy. And once we get into the thought processing and the gathering of the information, then we learn to, then it goes through the filter of the sign of cancer, which is the filter of the feelings and emotions. And that's really cool because again, it's this other deeper layer of working with that sixth sense of intuition 
and, and feeling and using the more subtle, see, it's a water sign. So it's a using the more subtle nature of like really understanding the, the pulse and the waves, the, the ebb and flow, the push and pull. Something can be pushing you or pulling you. And we want to start to tune into that, those more subtle energies, because as we wind down into these final degrees of cancer, we're preparing for the sign of Leo, which the energy drops even more into the heart. It drops into the heart and it acts, it asks us to shine that to, to, to start to really embody and, and engage that become that power. Let, let it be a, a source of power and skill. And so, yeah, so basically this full moon, let's start soul syncing with the cosmos a little deeper with this. So this we're, we're waning, the moon is waning now as the sign of cancer. The sun is waning in the sign of cancer as well. And once a full moon peaks, you will start to see the light fade on the right side. And so waning moons are always left side illuminated. So you can always tell whether it's waxing or waning through which side of the moon is lit. Left side is waning. And that waning, I mean, we just had that beautiful full moon. It was a super moon in the sign of Cancer, the opposite sign of, I'm sorry, in the sign of Capricorn, the opposite side of sign of Cancer. And that moon was was pretty close to Pluto which has been, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. And it's kind of like, there is a lot of, there's a lot of transformation happening in these final degrees as we prepare for Pluto to phase from Capricorn into the sign of Aquarius, which really does mark that dawning, that Aquarian dawn. We're, we're in a, in a really deep and profound way we're transforming and and allowing things to to change and evolve in order to have a brighter future in order to move towards towards the aquarian age the age of light versus this interesting kali yuga phase we're living in which which is a lot of destruction and so we're looking for balance, the, the cosmos, everything is always looking for the balance, you know? And so here we are in a pivotal point and, you know, this moon really, it felt really beautiful. I, I feel like I had a personal experience of really just feeling like it's time, no more holding back. So part of what I, the, the words I've been saying, the phrases I've been hearing myself speak to myself in the last week or so since the previous sesh is no more holding back. Stop holding back. Ain't wasting time no more. A little Almond Brothers jam. Ain't wasting time no more. Time goes by like it goes by. And so there's that. There's also this part of me that just really feels like I can let put things down. Like if it, if it's irrelevant for my evolutionary process, it's out and I'm getting more and more fierce with that. And my big prayers for all of us too, we have to hold a higher caliber and I just, I can't hold on to some of these things anymore. I just can't, you know, it's time to let them go, put them down, shed the layer, evolve, adapt, adapt, 
you know, and, and part of this is so intense because it's about getting really honest and present. So as I tune in, you know, I'm, I'm becoming more aware. And as you become aware, then you start to have choices, options about, you know, okay, so I've, I've made, I've acknowledged this to myself. Will I make change or will I sit with this? And so we all have that choice to make. And I'm really wanting to get more graceful and efficient with how I make choices. I don't want to linger. I don't want to go back and forth and waste energy and time. You can fine tune that. You can go between the two sides and make decision, you know, weigh the options without lingering too long. And so I'm really trying to practice that as well as just the idea of like, how quick can I pivot? You know, I have that song that I put in a, in a previous episode, it's the road and the lyric is sometimes I fall, but then I get back up. And that's kind of the thing. It's like, sometimes I fall. It's a matter of how long do I get back up? Like how long does it take me to get back up? You know, do I need to sit there and lick my wounds? How long am I going to do that? Like, or what's the most graceful? <laughs> how, like really, you know, again, we don't have time to waste. So there's that. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's the idea of really allowing ourselves to, to be brave and courageous. And I think this Leo energy that's going to be coming in is going to be very helpful for us to, to be a little bit more courageous and brave in, in our ability to embody the world, the, the, the lifestyle and the, the things that we're passionate about and really starting to to live and walk our talk on a regular and consistent level. You know, we can all do it. We may touch base here and there, but like consistency, the consistency is what's going to pay off. That's what's going to help us ride. We want to catch this wave and really ride it into, if you can do it right, I believe that we can catch this wave and ride it into the evolution, that the transformation of Pluto into Aquarius and be graceful through the change rather than getting tossed and turned and tumbled around through the change, which, you know, Pluto, we have no choice but to change. So it's a matter of how we're going to do this. And so again, this, this waning Cancerian energy is asking us to just tune in, tune in a little bit more to that subtle energy, feel into the way that you're where, you know, we're all, we want to practice tuning into the way that we are experiencing the world or the feedback that we're getting from the world and start to observe the way we're responding to it. Just keep practicing that. There's a beautiful balance between the effort and the ease. This balancing the, the polarity or the oppositional energy, really feeling that, that balancing between the two directions, the opposites, the oppositions can actually create some integrity in the center. If we work that balance, right. If we go too hard or try too hard, things get tense and stressful. If we go too soft, things get slack and not connected, disconnected. And so we're looking for that sweet spot where things are tuned in present. We can start to really observe and connect in the moment, to be present in the moment with our, our energy, very focused and clear. This is a big, this is a big 
practice. It's a lifelong practice, in fact, I, I believe, you know? And so, yeah, better get started, right? <laughs> no time like the present, like I said. If not now, when? This is the best time to do it. The cosmos are aligned for us to do this, to start to allow ourselves to surrender to the irrelevance, the things that are not serving the soul's evolution and step into the soul mission, which is just being you. Because <laughs> there's nobody else like you. <laughs> so let your soul shine, you know? This is really interesting because it weaves into the next thing I want to talk about, which is really a deeper understanding and development of that sensory feedback and how the guidance system, you know, our, our sense of observing and tuning into that is, is one of our best quote unquote muscles. Like one of my Pilates teachers used to say that intuition is a muscle. And I do believe that it's a pro we, we practice it and the more we use it, the better we get. And same thing with our sensory perceptions. We're, we want to start to tune in and, and see, like, what's the feedback? I talk about this in relationship to the spring in Pilates, because I got that Pilates background, and the spring is so deep. And if you haven't been on the spring, I highly recommend hitting up a Pilates class. They're, it's, they're super fun getting on the equipment. And the spring is a fantastic teacher. It it actually relates to the coiled spring that's in our spine that is referred to as the kundalini. The kundal is the spring. And the whole philosophy, the whole idea, this yogic science and in, in it's the Pilates is it's rooted in this Pilates work as well, is that we're looking to open the spring in a way where, again, we're not pulling too much and we're not letting it recoil too much in on itself. There's this beautiful balance as we inhale and exhale, that that spring finds a grace, like a breathing grace of just enough opening, contracting to center, just enough opening, contracting into center and, and really using that feedback, that breath to be able to develop a sense of awareness as far as, again, like a range of motion. If you can start to like another way to describe this is that if you can start to practice feeling, so an, an example I'm doing, I'm doing with my hand. I have my hand straight up, just palm facing forward in front of my shoulder. And I'm just going to reach my hand out into the front. And the thing is, is I want to do that. I want to reach my hand out as far as I can in front of me without it pulling on my center of gravity, without it taking my, my head, heart, and hips forward with it. That's the centering practice. That's the feedback. And so when we tune in and we anchor into the center and then you just kind of reach your arm out in front of in space, you could do one arm or two arms. You want to hold your, your spine, your center of gravity steady and calm. Now tuning into this, understanding the things that push and pull you to and from your center of gravity. This is like a deep, deep, subtle, subtle practice. But as you're tuning into your feelings and your sensory perception, your sense of your, your field, your bubble, so to speak, and just observing it at neutral, observing it when you're stressed out, observing it when you're calm, observing it when you're working. And every once in a while, you just want to 
when you observe it, you just want to bring yourself back to center if need be. And if you're already in center, then take a deep breath and be grateful. Give a little gratitude that you're in center. And so it sounds like such a simple practice and it kind of is, but when you start to really tune in, this is like, again, this is the miss, this is the mission. Can we start to get super conscientious or clear and aware of the feedback that we're being given? And in turn, that kind of helps us show how much energy we can give, where we can give the energy. Because if the one thing I know about the, about transformation and, and tuning into alignment is that the resistance is, is not it, right? Like it's the path of least resistance, the rivers, the waters flow with the path of least resistance. And so this is this idea, this art and science of truly living in rhythm, being able to become aware and, and conscious of the flow our surroundings so that we can adapt and change if we need to sway to the left, if we need to sway to the right, if we need to sit up a little higher, if we need to duck a little lower. I mean, there's just, there's feedback all around us. And if we're tuned in, we can receive this. Okay. So big, big, big prayers for all of us to, you know, big intentions. Prayers are just focusing energy and intentions. So let's do this. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is this big story, this North Node conjuncting Uranus. And so, like I said before, Uranus is like the lightning bolt. It's electricity. It's also the planetary ruler of Aquarius, which is, again, we're on the, we're at the, the dawn of Aquarius here and the dawning of the age and Aquarius is the future. Uranus represents the future. And in some ways, it's unwritten still. There's, un, there's some, you know, there's potentialities. But in my belief system and in the evolutionary, in the idea of astrology, that the way I study it is that, you know, there are these potentialities and then there's also the evolution of that because we're constantly spiraling through time and space and no one's ever been here before we're in a new place all the time. So the thing that I want to really focus on for as we move into this is this north node, the future comes in alignment with Uranus, the future. It's all hands on deck as far as like they're in the sign of Taurus, which is all about materializing and and manifesting and grounding into the third dimension having that sensory experience in the third dimension. It's so deep. Like the layers are just all there. All roads point to us tuning back to our sensory system, being able to focus our energy so that we can materialize and manifest the future that we want to see. And this is this can be complicated in a world where there's lots of distractions. There's a lot of information there's a lot of bad news to take us off our center. There's a lot of stress and anxiety about the future. There's stress and anxiety about the present for some folks. I mean, with this, we're all experiencing the pressures in different ways. And the best way, like again, the best way to come back into center and focus the energy 
is to, to come into the present moment, which is grounding and centering yourself, your center of gravity, tuning into the directions and the diagonals, really circulating that breath and energy in such a way that it helps to move and lighten, should hopefully lighten the mood a little bit, even just a little bit. And, and then as you start to do that, then you can focus on what's most important, what's most important. And again, the clearer we are, and as we step, as we're living these practices, as we're stepping into it, one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time, you know, this is the thing. It's like, we're, it it reminds me so much of a drum, the drum or the heartbeat. It's keeping this cosmic time of the ebb and flow, the inhale and the exhale. There's these, there's this, this expansion and this surrender that's happening. And, you know, we're, we're riding these waves and, and I really feel in the, from the bottom of my soul, that this is, this is about us learning to calm our nervous systems, tune into our sensory perceptions and just be present, be you present, alive right here, right now on the planet. And that was, we do that more consistently then, uh, you know, we can start to make some changes. It's, we're making this on a very deep and, and, and incremental change way, but I'll tell you what, this has sustainability behind it. When we do it, when we do it consistently like this and we work on for ourselves on ourselves, really, truly taking responsibility for our emotions, our vibrations, our presence. <laughs> I mean, that is like the more of us, the merrier. It's going to be good. It's good. Don't believe the hype. I know it's intense. There's a lot of transformation and it's not pretty. There's a lot of stuff that has to go and dissolve and break down to transform and change. Through that change and transformation, we breathe, we stay in our heartbeat, we stay in our center, move the energy that's around us. See, the thing about the circulation of the energy as well is that it, it, it gives us energy and it also gives energy out into the planet, but it has this giving, receiving, reciprocal thing that happens, but also it creates somewhat of a protective shield. So it kicks off what doesn't need to come into the field and it pulls in what does. So through the transformation and change, we're really being asked to, to put our focus and our faith and our trust in, and our ability to really live it, live it, the art and science of living in rhythm. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, the last thing I want to say about the Uranus North node conjunction, which I'll talk about probably for the next few weeks, because Mars is going to be joining it shortly. This North node or the, the Uranus, the planet Uranus also represents the nervous system. Aquarius represents the nervous system. And because there's more energy, because there's more vitality, because there's more information and charge happening on the planet it's becoming more and more important for us to keep a calm and grounded and centered nervous system. And so we want to start to practice this breath and the centering, these exercises to help to calm the nervous system, to create that 
that rhythmic pulse that circulates the energy as well as the blood, the life force. But it's really about like circulating that energy through the nervous system in a graceful way so that we can keep ourselves in tune with it, you know, because as things change and transform, there's a lot of, it, it can be unsettling and sometimes cause more stress on the nervous system. And our best way to do it is to come back to that breath work and really practice this sensory feedback, these sensory feedback exercises, just really being able to tune in and, and calm yourself, nurture yourself through your senses with grace and balance. <laughs> uh, yeah. In moderation, you know? So as we allow this moon to wane and fade towards the half moon and then the new moon, as the, as the illumination fades, please just let, let yourself let go of whatever things that just are, are no longer serving, the things that are irrelevant for the soul's evolutionary journey. Just let those things, leave those things where they're at. Step into the future, one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. Practice the true embodiment, grace and and presence in the moment. Just letting your soul shine, being your authentic, true self. And just willing willing to be one of the living, one of the vital, (laughs) for real. (laughs) So yeah, so go ahead, let yourself change, let your soul shine, y'all. You know, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're looking for a little support or love or feedback, hit me up website's livingrhythm.com you can check me on the social on ig and you know you can reach out via email too it's on the all available when you look around so know i love you take good care of yourselves much love peace